Welcome back to the podcast, Get a Life Nerd. It's your host and friend, Eli G or Elliot. Thank you guys all so much for stopping by today's episode. As you can see by the title, we have another deep dive. Today, this is stemming into one of my favorite things uh, in the history of ever. Um, if anybody personally knows me, uh, like really well, I am a huge Marvel nerd, but specifically the MCU. Um, I think I talked about it briefly last episode, but we are going into the deep dive of our, well, how do they put it in Endgame? America's ass. We are talking about the only Captain America, a.k.a. Steve Rogers. Now, boys and girls, I will say this episode might be a little, uh, little longer, or maybe it's not. I don't know. It's my first deep dive. I wrote down quite a bit of things for us to talk about and chat about, and hopefully we can have a good conversation. All right. So I want to go ahead and say before we get into everything. Not right now. Before we get into everything, the movie descriptions that we're going to be laying out plot point by plot point is not a deep dive into the specific movie. And maybe I will do that eventually uh, when I can break down multiple movies. But right now we're just talking about the character, the background of the character, and his progression through their own films, not through the Avengers. The Avengers will not be counted in this because... We all know what happens with those, and honestly, it's not so much one character's progression in those movies, although they are beautiful films, typically not as much character progression as in their own uh, titles. So, that being said, you got the name Steve Rogers, job title Captain Fucking America, created in 1940 by Joe Simon and partner Jack Kirby. The movies Captain America is featured in is Captain America First Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Affinity War, and Avengers Endgame. Before we deep dive into the movies though, I want to go ahead and say that straight up, he has one of the best character developments out of the MCU. Obviously, there are going to be a few that are, I think, personally are comparable with him, but this isn't a fact. This is just a matter of opinion, hence this whole episode, or this whole series will be. But if you guys think otherwise, that is completely up to you, and I understand. Starting off with Captain America, First Soldier. Um, Steve Rogers, skinny young man from... Steve Rogers, a skinny young man from Brooklyn, kept trying to enlist in the service during World War II, however kept getting denied because he was super small and not manly, super courageous and has the heart of an absolute leader. Uh, they also go on to say he gets declined because of his asthma. I'm sorry about my dog in the background there. <laughs> Steve's best friend Bucky, who ends up becoming the Winter Soldier, spoiler alert, was then off to serve and he was super jealous, then firing it even more that he just wants to serve for his country because every man can and he cannot. Skipping to basic, uh, oh shit. Finally, on Steve's fourth attempt to enlist, he was greeted by a doctor named Dr. Joseph Reinstein who asked him if he wanted to serve. Basically, leading to the experiments, but skipping to basic training, Steve Rogers lays his eyes on his 
Love interest agent Carter who hunts stalking guy in the face for being sexist the first day of training. Awesome moment, I might say. Small montage showing how Steve is weak and like, all the other guys are bullying him because he's easy to bully. He then shows how outsmarting them and just having more heart is more important. Or more heart and courage. Hence this being like, um, at one point, they all want to, let's say, they're on a huge run. And all the guys are, you know, Steve Rogers in the back can barely keep up his asthma attacking them and everything else. And they said, hey, whoever can take the flag down off the thing can get a free ride back with Agent Carter and doesn't have to run the rest of the way. Everyone's trying to jump on top of each other, climb the pole. He then pulls the pins out of the pole and it falls down. He gets the flag, rides back with Agent Carter. Everyone's like, what the fuck? But he used his brains, not being a jackass. Uh, then the doctor who gives him the serum... Uh, because they end up going, and at this point after that, he for sure picks him, and they start doing the the work, uh, the serums and the tests on him to make him super soldier. Doctor gives him that makes the serum to make him a big buff boy. Gets shot, and he immediately gets demoted, and is made into a stage act. So, what happens in the film? Reinstein gets shot. The guy who didn't want uh, Steve Rogers to be appointed to be Captain America. Basically gets become in charge, and he says, "Nah, you, you'll be a stage act promoting uh, patriotism and going around doing shows, looking all cool, but you're not gonna actually serve." He then says, "Fuck it, dude," and goes into the war zone because he figured out Bucky, his best friend's division, got killed, so captured, and he went and rescued them. After saving them, he came back. And got promoted and started becoming a badass Hydra killing machine. Hashtag fuck Hydra. He then forms a team to stop Red Skull. Bucky falls over off a moving train over a giant bridge. Assuming he is dead. Goes on to the ship against Red Skull. And he dies leaving Cap to crash land. The plane in the ocean before it could reach New York. Ending scene is him realizing it isn't 1941 anymore. And he loses his shit. So this leads into Captain America, Winter Soldier, right? I know that was a real brief description. We talked about for a whole four minutes on that, on that uh, movie, but a lot of character development, but it, it gets better, you know what I mean? Beginning of Captain America, Winter Soldier, uh, he meets his new friend Falcon, uh, who is an amazing character that I, I'm excited to talk about later on. And a few scenes later, Nick Fury gets shot and then starts an uproar of S.H.I.E.L.D. As Nick Fury is bleeding out, he says, trust no one. Which you learn to find out is because all of S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually Hydra. Later on in the movie, they realize Nick Fury isn't dead, but they also found out that Hydra has a mass weapon of mass destruction that will take out half the population if they don't stop it. They drop a plan, which is a very good one. Falcon and Captain America team up to switch out the motherboards on all three ships to destroy each, destroy each other. Instead of killing civilians. They get two out of the three easily. But on the third Captain America runs into Bucky. A.K.A. the Winter Soldier. Now at this point. You'll realize that. Uh, Steve Rogers A.K.A. Captain America. Has a real soft spot for Bucky. Hence being it was his best friend. They're in the. You know. Everything they've done was together. And they were always there for one another. Bucky especially for Steve. Protecting him through childhood and growing up. So he has a soft spot that always kind of seems to get him in a trance every time he sees Bucky because he's like, Bucky, I want you to remember me. Like, you're not going to hurt me. I can help you kind of deal. 
A long fight scene going back and forth. Captain finally knocks out Bucky, then going up to switch the motherboard. Bucky shoots Captain America once or twice, maybe even three times. Captain America finally then switches it after getting the nerve in his bullet wounds. Then comes the final battle. As the ship is falling from the sky slowly, Captain America and the Winter Soldier are still dueling. Captain America ends up stopping and letting Bucky beat the everlasting fuck out of him. All because he is getting Bucky to realize that they are best friends. Bucky doesn't stop relentlessly beating Rogers to a pulp. The ship finally crashes into the lake or whatever, a body of water. Uh, Captain America is knocked unconscious. And the Winter Soldier drags him out of the lake so he doesn't drown and just leaves him there. Isn't there when uh, Captain America wakes up, but he just, you know, saved him because he realized, like, maybe he is a good guy after all, or whatever. Maybe he is who he says he is. Meanwhile, all of that, while that is happening, you find out one of the board members of S.H.I.E.L.D. was actually Agent Romanov. She had the crazy cool, uh, I guess, disguise technology that made her face look like one of the board members. Uh, Agent Romanov is Black Widow, if you guys don't know. And she starts kicking the director's ass in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Nick Fury has had his best line of the movie, where the director says you can't, or basically, the director says you can't get into the systems. Well, she's like, oh, just wait, we have someone coming. Turns out it's Nick Fury. The director thought Nick Fury was dead. And he was like, oh, shit. And he's like, well, you won't be able to get in because you need two people's eye signatures, and we deleted your one good eye signature, a retinal scan. He replies, you always got to, he basically, along the lines, um, Nick Fury says, you always got to keep one eye open or I'm always one step ahead or something like that, which is probably the most Nick Fury fucking thing to say. And he lifts up his eye patch and reveals his other eye and got the retinal scan of that and access the system. Ending of the movie, they take down S.H.I.E.L.D. and realize they no longer have a home to call their own and now work under their own supervisions. Basically saying that they're not going to reinstate S.H.I.E.L.D. because they don't, Obviously, if someone like Hydra is able to penetrate it, they don't want to go through that shit all over again, which is understandable. Um, so far, guys, I gotta be real with you. I rewatched all three of these movies within the last week, and these are what I wrote for the brief notes. I gotta say, I at first was never like. I mean, I always liked Captain America. I loved the MCU storylines, but. Rewatching them as an adult and having them all, all the phases ready leading up to uh, Endgame, I've learned a better respect for all these characters and their each ways, and you catch more and more stuff after you rewatch them and pay more attention. So I'm going to give it to Steve Rogers. Like I said, I think as of right now, he'll probably be my number two slot in the sense of character development, but these might everlasting change. I wanted to say that kind of briefly before getting into talking about Captain America Civil War. Now these one notes are going to be kind of, again, not they're very brief. I don't want you guys to think that I'm deep diving the movie, I'm deep diving the character. Um, and then we'll kind of discuss after we break down this last uh, Captain America movie, kind of talking about some other stuff and what potentials could lead to what. But moving on to Civil War. Beginning of the movie, they as in Wanda, Captain America, Black Widow, and Falcon, are chasing after one of the old S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that tried killing Rogers and Nick Fury. Rogers being Captain America. They cause so much chaos, as usual, that the government steps in saying, 
you no longer can work without supervision, people are dying and it isn't okay. This causes a divide among the Avengers because there are 117 different countries agreeing to a bill that says the majority of countries have to give the okay before the Avengers can step in on anything. This causes Captain America to say no to signing it immediately because he knows by the time countries will realize it'll be too late. Iron Man getting frustrated knowing that he's trying his best to keep the team together without causing problems with the government. Early in the movie, Tony Stark is confronted with a grieving mother who lost her son to the crazy fight slash attack during the Age of Ultron, where her son was volunteering over there during the uh, summer months before going back to school. Tony, filled with guilt, is complying with government because he doesn't want to cause anyone harm or any more harm. This inevitably splits up the team. Meanwhile, during this, a blonde below blows up the building where all the country ambassadors are meeting. This explosion killing the king of Wakanda, aka Black Panther's father. He immediately wants revenge. That being Black Panther. The guy who blew up the building seemed to be Bucky, aka the Winter Soldier. You come to find out that that's not entirely true, which we'll go over in a second. Captain America, realizing the whole world would be after him, if after him, he finds out where Bucky was going living. Uh, okay, let me rephrase that. Captain America, realizing the whole world would be after Bucky, he goes to find out where he lives to try to save him. They fight off a bunch of cops and whatnot, leading to their arrest, meaning, and there's an epic car chase and whatnot. But basically, Falcon, Captain America, and Black Panther, and the Winter Soldier all fight in one another. Um, they all get arrested. Excuse me, they all get arrested. This stirring the pot even more why the Avengers need to be checked by governments because they cause more fights. Or, this stirring the pot, basically saying the government needs to be keeping them in check, causes more problems within the Avengers because they're all disagreeing like they were before. Um, at this point, they're all, you know, not locked up, but they all got arrested. Bucky gets locked up because he's harmed. To people and they put him in this thing where he can't break out then realizing that someone is after a few minutes Tony Stark and Captain America are talking about signing he's like I can't do it I'm sorry Tony I, I gotta stick to my guns on this one and he's like fuck I was really hoping we could you know progress past this um they then catch on to the fact that the guy reading or questioning Bucky, who is supposed to be a psychologist to see where he was at mentally, is actually a guy who has plans of his own to destroy the Avengers within because the Avengers caused his wife and daughter to get killed. Um, so he actually found the Book of Hydra that has all these words that trigger Bucky into being brainwashed again and going all apeshit crazy. Um... But this guy, actually, to give you some more perspective, the guy that's, you know, the enemy here, who's trying to get Bucky in all his trouble, he's the one who actually had that same technology as we talked about in um, the previous Captain America Winter Soldier, where uh, Black Widow had her face look like somebody else's because she was wearing a mask that was so technologically insane. He had the same one and to look like Bucky. So he framed Bucky, and that's why Bucky's locked up. He then triggers him. Bucky freaks out getting brainwashed. Skip a little ahead, tra Captain America is finally tracking this guy down that's behind all of it, leading Tony to finally joining his side until he finds out that Bucky is the person who killed his parents. 
that being Tony's parents, because Tony's parents died at a really young age uh, when he was young. That leads to a crazy party scene, understandably, I'd say, on his behalf, because apparently Captain America knew about it the whole time, but didn't tell Tony because he didn't want to freak out. Uh, in the 2v1 fight scene, Captain Bucky just kind of beat the living hell out of Tony, and then Tony takes Winter Soldier out. Not like dead, but he just took him out of the fight. Cap then kind of finishes off with a shield jabbing into Tony Stark's reactor area. And Tony's like, well, that's my shield. I, my father made that for you, or I made that for you. So it's mine, so Tony just drops, or not Tony, Captain America drops it. Like basically, big ol' fuck you guy. Um, meanwhile, during all that, Black Panther catches the guy watching this fight happening, and then Black Panther's like, basically getting answers out of him, and then the dude's about to shoot himself while Black Panther stops that from happening and says, your time has not come to meet with the dead yet, or however. That's a brief rundown of all three movies, and I burned through that really quick, so I apologize if I was talking fast, <laughs> but it's something that makes me excited. So, yeah, I, I just had to get it going quick. So now we're at the point where, okay, you heard all this shit here. Basically, Civil War leads up to Endgame, from my knowledge, if I remember correctly. The fights happen on the different planets, the whole nine. If you haven't watched Infinity War, Infinity War and Endgame, you need to, because, like, why are you listening to this, you know? Why are you listening to me when you could watch the two best fucking films, like, to ever exist, specifically Endgame? Um, but... After the whole storyline of Endgame and all that, they come back and... Tony Stark always told Captain America to get a life. Well, finally, because at this point, Tony and Captain America reunited their friends. And he actually is an old man. Captain America is this old man sitting on a bench looking over the pond or the lake. And Falcon goes up because Bucky obviously had this whole lifetime with him. And he's like, you know what, Falcon, this is all you, man. And you go talk to him, he's like your friend. And y'all been through some shit. Falcon then talks to him, and you could tell Captain America was very happy. He went back and got his chance with Agent Carter and had that life with her, um, Peggy Carter, that is. And it was kind of a beautiful wrap-up to Captain America's like life, I guess you could say, uh, that you watched throughout the MCU. Uh, it was a beautiful character development. He finally went back and was able to enjoy himself because... He didn't have to worry about anybody but himself at that point in time. He was always so protective of everybody else and making sure everyone else was good. He hands off the trusty vibranium Captain America shield. No one else other than Falcon. And says, I think you're worthy of this now, basically. And that you need to move on and you can do this and you can fill my spot. Cause, like, the world needs someone like you. Super sweet moment. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. I would even highly recommend rewatching all 
Marvel films, not all Marvel, but all of one character specifically in a row, because then you like really get a, a really cool realize or uh, you realize a lot more about the characters specifically when you just watch that ones in a row. Because when the first of first Soldier came out, there was so much other movies going on, and no one really knew where Marvel was going to lead or where Disney was going to lead the MCU to be. No one knew it was going to be this incredible, crazy thing. Am I glad? Am I glad that it was? Because I don't watch a lot of stuff, guys. I really don't. But I'm really excited to get into this with you. I want to announce right now that I'm going to be doing something called uh, Marvel Madness in the month of March. So we got uh, two more months. Um, where it's like March Madness, which is a famous NC or college basketball tournament. But we're going to be breaking down superheroes fighting one another and who would win why and it'll be like a cool bracket to see who's like the best strongest superheroes type deals but that's gonna be later we're talking more about captain america right now if i have to rate captain america out of 10 as overall stuff you know given the powers abilities character all that i gotta give the guy i'm rating him out of 10 i gotta give him an 8.5 Courageous, leader, selfless. He picks fights sometimes with people that I don't like him picking fights with. That's why I give him a little bit lower rating. All in all, wonderful character, great character development. Couldn't ask for more out of a Captain America. I will say Chris Evans fucking rocked it, dude. No better person to have be the face of Captain America than him. That, that was incredible. I hope you guys... Enjoy this episode of me breaking down the deep dive into Captain America's character development. I um I I don't know where I'm gonna go with here on the from here on these. This deep dive was kind of a not a short notice. I I wrote down all the notes. I don't know where I want to lead with it, but maybe in these future ones I'll have better ones to tie stuff in and honestly when I get to the other ones I can tie stuff in with the previous characters right now I'm not going to go talking about 30 different characters that interact with Captain America because the main focus point is him so I hope you guys can understand that and that's why it's less uh, less than a 30 minute episode but I can't dig any deeper into him without going into other people so i will tie him back in if you guys are a fan of captain america he will be tied into other episodes it just won't be the main focus of all these future episodes hope you guys enjoy this episode of get a life nerd i am your host and friend eli g i will see you guys in the next episode